Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's Around the House. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. This is the Midweek Special. This is where we talk about the stuff that didn't make it into, well, last week's show and isn't going to jam pack into this weekend's show. Thanks for joining us today. Hello, Caroline. How are you doing today? Hello, everybody. Midweek. What is new? Oh, man. It's been a crazy one, you know? Weather-wise out here, uh, give it 10 minutes, it'll change. It's it's a very extreme kind of spring here in my neck of the woods in the, you know, in the Pacific Northwest. It could be 80 one day, and two days later, we got snow on the ground. So it's been pretty wild. Cray-cray. It's been a really nice spring in the Northeast. We haven't had one like this in a while, so I think we're... A little bit lucky. It's that actual beautiful Easter. We had Easter weekend, and it was just like that perfect weather. So I'm good. I'm good. Nice, nice. We ended up, uh, you know, we had thunderstorms kind of roll in, so some areas got like super rain on the day before on Saturday and Sunday. It was pretty good around here, which is good. You know, it's kind of that made it to about 60 degrees, but uh, week filled of rain and thunderstorms. But I'm not going to complain about it because we need it this year. A year ago, we were already having red flag warnings for fire, and uh, I think we're going to get six or seven inches of rain this month, so that's good for us for trying to play catch-up in our drought. I just wish uh, Southern California and our friends down there were getting it because they need it worse than we do. I know. They've already had some really hot days. It's been in the 90s down there, even by the water. Yeah, and it's hot, but they got to just get the rain. I mean, they, you know, the, the lakes are empty. There was no snow up on the mountains. It was pretty mm. crazy in some of those areas. So they've got to, hopefully they can play a little catch up. We'll see what happens. But uh, they, they need a really wet spring to to not make this be a really bad wildfire year for them. Prayers for rain. Do the rain dance. Oh, yeah. Well, I wanted to talk about, you and I were talking about things we we're going to touch base on here. I sent you that I found on one of the Facebook groups, probably one of the nastier top load washing machine drums I've seen in a while. And to be honest, I say a while only because I've had front loaders for 20 years. So I don't have top loaders apart very often. Eric is always trying to talk me into getting a front loader and I like refuse. But if I have a top loader, it is only if it's got two stainless steel drums. So I go with Speed Queen, not you know, they don't promote on the show. It's just my favorite brand because they don't make plastic tubs inside their washers. But Eric is still arguing that that is not good enough. It's not. And here's why. The The bigger problem I have with top load machines is one, they waste a boatload of water. I mean, you usually use 50, 55 gallons of water per load versus 12 or 15. 
or eight in some instances. And then none of the top loaders that I'm aware of have a drum cleaning function on it that will get steam and stuff in there because, you know, you have a door that's flapped on the top, so there's no way to, to trap anything in there. And what I like about front loads is one, it's so much easier on your clothes and you can tell because of the amount of lint. And by the way, a front load machine is so much better for the environment because it doesn't put all those microplastics that are in your clothes with all the lint out into the air in the drying cycle, because it literally cuts lint down by 60 or 70%. So that's why I like it too. But the mold that still builds up in the top load machines between those drums that you literally have to take the thing apart to get at can be pretty rough. And the top loaders do have a cleaning cycle, but it doesn't work. I don't know. It's not a steam. It's just sort of like it sloshes water around, which is what it does with your washer anyway, when you're washing clothes. So I don't know what the purpose is, but inside those drums, you get all this mold buildup. So Eric, you got to post that up on around the house. They, uh, he shows you what it looks like when you take out the two drums and how it's caked with sludge and mold and bacteria and just nasty. Yeah, the, the nice thing with this, the, the front loader is, is that, that, you know, when you're sloshing water around, like say you, you take a bucket, right? And you want to clean a bucket out. One, it's one thing to take the bucket and slosh it around and move it around side to side, right? And try to clean mm-hmm. it that way. When you're doing more of a, with a, with a front load machine, you're splashing the water around more violently because you have the bucket technically spinning on its side. So you've got more of the, more of a a natural scrub action. And then, yeah, it just does it differently. So you can really get those clean. And then what you can do too is, but if you've got the steam function, which I always get the steam function on my washers and dryers, because that works really well as far as getting that in there. And it'll steam and it'll steam in there and it'll clean it up, which is even nicer on that, on that clean function. And you don't have to use as many chemicals in the cleaners when you do a drum clean function on those because, you know, they do make really cool little tablets you throw in there and you run it through the self-clean cycle on a front load. And that does a great job, but the steam is just an added bonus. Um, how does your, now this is a question and I don't know if anybody out there in podcast land knows this, but we seem to have a problem. I always recommend vegetable-based detergents. So those are very different, right? Those are like your seventh generation. They are not your traditional Tide or let's say All or any of the Arm & Hammer products, which are petroleum-based. So we like vegetable-based because it's better for the environment when it ends up in the water supply. However, inside these washing machines, the vegetable-based detergents seem to create a lot more gunk. So oh, I, yeah. wonder if that, I wonder if that's helpful I mean, look, front loaders have been around forever because of the fact they were always that commercial, commercial grade washer. When you went to a laundromat, it was never a top loader. No. I'm sure there was no, a reason for absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you know, here's my thing. And, and again, you and I are coming from different angles. You're coming from the healthier, cleaner environment stuff. And I'm coming from, I'm going to use the detergent that that machine was designed to be used around. So mm-hmm. I always use the higher grade detergent I can get. You know, it might be the, you know, if I... And I pay attention if my washing machine shows up and it's got a, you know, and I'm going to make up a brand name like Tide 
complete or something stupid, you know, whatever their top of the line thing is. Brand is. Mm -hmm. That brand name, whatever that is, you know, could be all, you know, best of everything, whatever the hell they want to call it. Whatever. Yeah, (laughs) whatever it is. That's usually (laughs) the best. They're they're trying to give you, this isn't a product placement. They're trying to give you, they want you to be a fan of their stuff. So they're giving you whatever's that machine works best with. And it's something to keep in mind. Mm. When you get a product, you know, if they give you a, if you buy a brand new washing machine, a dishwasher, and it gives you this, you know, brand of tablet, note that because that's the one that they're going, hey, we tested this on this, and this is the best tablet inside of that. So rarely are they sitting there pushing a specific brand. Most of the time, that's their, I say most of the time, because I'm sure there's somebody out there that's doing something different, but most of the time that is there because that's the best product for the design of that machine. So we need to get these tested on more vegetable-based detergents. Because I think you've got to use the enzyme cleaners, like they're tablets that you throw in that sort of dissolve up all the stuff that the gunk mm-hmm. that accumulates within these, these tubs. But if you use a vegetable-based detergent, you really do need to use an enzyme cleaner because it's just, it, it just cakes in and you can't get it out. But I, you know, I'm not going to go use a petroleum-based detergent because that's not what I do. There you go. And I look at it and go, ah, I'll go petroleum-based. I'm going to support the oil (laughs) industry. Of course you will. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) But, you know, the nice thing with the front-load machines, and by the way, as we talked about earlier and I talked about in a midweek special a a few weeks ago, the one thing that we run into now is you're going to see, I think, by the end of this year, when it when they get it all squared away, I think this year or first quarter next year, the top load machines will not be able to be purchased in the United States. It will be front load only from here on out. Is Breaking that the, news. Is that the report? Yep, that's the report. That's my so prediction. If you, and if you like a top loader, you better go purchase a couple and put them in your garage. Exactly. So it's one of those things that you got to be careful with. You know, it's just, you're going to have to buy it or make sure you got yours, you know, like that speed queen, they'll make parts for that thing forever, but just watch out because uh, if you're planning on buying a top load machine here in the next six months, you might want to get it on order because I think those are going to be done uh, because of Biden had did announce that he was going back and changing the, um, energy star stuff again, which means that is going to be big. And the first thing that was the big box on the energy star was to get rid of those washing machines. So uh, now that they've said that they're changing it, I would expect that to be the first on the list to get the checkbox. Yep. So that's going to be, Hey, you sent me a cool, a cool thing. Um, You posted up on Facebook on your personal page, but uh Ohio State and Van Halen. That was a pretty cool little uh, marching band thing there. How talented are these kids? I mean, like we were, we were talking before we came on to record, but can you imagine running around on a football field, carrying a tuba? And then if you haven't seen this video, you need to check it out. It's the Buckeyes. And I guess they had some sort of football, a game in April. So it was this yeah, past just weekend. It's like a spring game. Sometimes you'll see spring yeah. games and stuff where they're like demonstration games and stuff. I mean, describe this performance. I mean, it was just, they did a Van Halen tribute. Yeah, they did. You know, but it's, it's your typical marching band for a, for a, a big, you know, division one type school. I mean, it's just, 
you know, marching bands are so amazing when you get into that collegiate level. High school ones are good. You get up into the college football stuff, and it's its own sport. I mean, those guys out there, and there's there's competitions where you can go sit there and watch, you know, 40 college marching bands do that exact same type of things and sit back, and, uh, you know, people end up – it's funny. It's the only sporting event where people move back towards the back versus the front so they can get the full eye. You can see everything from up top. Like the yeah. big view. And these kids were not only playing Van Halen, which is not, I'm sure that's not easy to do. And then on top of it, they were making these formations on the field and they actually went into the form of a person with a guitar and they were moving on the field. So it made it from the distance look like it was Eddie Van Halen playing a guitar. I mean, it was just, and then they had the Van Halen logo. They had a car that they went into a car and they moved and the tires moved on the car. I mean, it was yeah. incredible. Yeah. It was, it was super stuff. cool. Uh, I got a lot of props to those guys because I did spend about two or three, maybe even four weeks. I'd have to go back and, and and ask a few friends and see what their memories are. I've tried to block it out, but I filled in because our uh, marching band in high school ended up uh, their bass player back then uh, ended up back in the day getting in trouble legally with the school and got kicked out for the month. And he was their bass <laughs> player. You know, kids don't bring loaded firearms to school. However, and I know that was back in the day. I'm going to date myself and make myself and their people are going to go, okay, <laughs> boomer, stop with the stories. But that was when you could bring a firearm to school and you got kicked out for the month, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. So, like, one time at band one time, camp? yeah. And so he, he got in trouble camp. for that. But I had to fill in because I was the only other bass player that wanted to have anything to do with that. And I was already paying, playing bass in the uh, orchestra and the jazz choir at that time. And they're like please help us out or one of a bass player. So I went and did that. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So I got to dress up in the heat of the summertime. It's still hot in these wool uniforms. And Eric does not look like a heat guy. Eric looks like a Nordic guy, like someone who needs it. Like, like more on the chilly side. He just looks like a Nordic breed. If, if I would have to, ah, you know, man, that's the Swedish but side of me. But <laughs> the thing is, is oh. man, I was just, it was miserable. And you know, you could be, 105 degrees out there and they're out there marching and doing that stuff. And, um, you know, I, I had somebody that was pushing the base amp cart with the batteries around. <laughs> and so Sounds I was terrible. pretty much walking around with the, with the electric base. And we pretty much decided, okay, I'm not going to be about marching around and do that. I had to stand over the side. And I'm like, even me not having to go out into formation, and do that stuff. I'm like, there is no way I'm doing this. And, and I filled <laughs> in for a couple of times, but it was miserable. I'm like, Oh, and then these kids here, I mean, they, they, they practice all summer just to get ready for fall football season and uh, competition wow. season. And it's uh, pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. For those of you who don't know, I went to USC. So that's University of Southern California, not University of Southern Carolina. And we happen to have one of the best marching bands. So kudos to the Trojans. But I have to say the Buckeyes did a pretty good job. I'm still a USC fan, but they pulled it out with this Van Halen tribute. <laughs> okay. One time at band camp. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a USC oh. fan, but I'll let it go this time. Oh, please. <laughs> How can you not like us? We're just good. That's it. And your coach is our coach. How can you not like us? Well, I mean, here's the thing, you know, I mean. 
You gotta like, if you like Pete Carroll, you know. You gotta like you gotta Pete like Carroll. Us. I mean, you know, Pete Carroll is just one of the best ones out there. <laughs> he is. The master so, of the living room. I was laughing. I was watching a news show this morning and they were making fun of the new emojis that came out. Have you seen the new emojis that came out? No. It's the pregnant like, guy emoji. What? And is it's this like a dude phone? to the beard with the big baby belly. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not a pregnant lady. That's just a dude emoji with a beard. And he's got a beer belly. And I, you know, they're like, no, oh, no, that's the pregnant. They're having this debate. Where is this? And, is this like on my phone? Where am I going to no, see well, this Well, yeah, guy? I guess. Yeah, exactly. There's, you know how they have the emojis. <laughs> I guess it's a new, yeah. I don't know if it's an Apple or Samsung or if it's just in, in the world of emoji, that's the new standard. So huh. I was laughing because they got so serious and they were in New York was where this news program was. And they asked the one guy, they said, so are you going to use that? He goes, he goes, yeah, I'm going to use that as about as many times that he goes, how often are you going to use that? He goes about as often as the jets win the super bowl. I'm like, wow. And of course you had jets fans that were on the show and they're like, ouch, ouch. Hmm. It was pretty funny. This is our year. This is our year. Jets fans. I'm telling you. Hey, it's not my year as a Seahawks fan. I can tell you that. No, it is not. Unless some big trade happens here and we get somebody. This is not our year. And this is the first time in probably 15 years. I'm going, not this year, folks. Not this Last year. Last year wasn't your year either. You were a little bit. That was not so it good. It was ugly, but I thought going into the year, it could be our year. You know, at this time last year, I'm like, right, I think we're going to be okay. And speaking of this, I mean, this is sort of sidebar because we weren't planning to talk about this, but the draft is coming up. We got a lot of draft picks. I got tickets to the draft party at MetLife Stadium. Nice. I do have them. Nice. I don't know if I'm going, but I do have. (laughs) You got tickets at least. (laughs) Yeah, Seahawks have a ton of draft picks because of our trade of what Russell Wilson. So I here's my prediction. I could be wrong, and this is not a football show, but my (laughs) my prediction is is there's going to be some last minute trades with those picks up or down. Mm. So we either get a quarterback like Baker Mayfield, or we trade up to get even a higher up or we'll trade three draft picks for maybe a, a top five. You know what I mean? So yeah, we'll see I'm what happens. N- no idea. I mean, the jets have some pretty high j- draft picks. I don't know. You know, every time I think we're going to take something like, like for the offensive line, we always take defense. So yeah. We're just always been that way. Yeah. We've got some good key pieces still there, but uh, after losing Russ, it's uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, Hey, did you see that house in Las Vegas, Nevada that I'm crying BS on oh, with the mold? This was a lie. This is a lie. So tell them about this house was inundated with mold. So imagine every surface in your home, if you look around your home, every single wall was covered, every closet, every piece of trim, the flooring. I mean, this thing was rotted to a core. And so, so what they picture, claimed- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint the picture. So think of a, uh, a uh, Navajo white painted apartment where everything's painted white. It's like they masked off the windows and just painted everything white in there like they do in, in, in apartments. And then they turned around and these people lived in it and supposedly they left for a family emergency for three weeks and came back. And it looks like that this mold to me has been there for years. 
Yeah. Because I, it looks no. like it is a gray and black dotted mess, like a like a dairy cow on the wall. I mean, it's just. It's more than that. I mean, it's like thick covered. It looks like you took faux finish and went over it with this gray and black, you know, pattern. Carpet. I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it, there's no way that happened in three weeks. Like it didn't. I don't that know what you would there. do to get it to grow that fast everywhere. Now, if you read between the lines on the news stories that I've seen, well, we had some mildew and we'd complained to the apartment complex manager that we had some mildew. And mm -hmm. there was also a claim that the, she had called or the people had called the apartment complex manager and said that there was a, how did they put it? There was a, the shower head was leaking. <laughs> And I'm like, wait a minute, the shower head leaking. The only time a shower head is leaking is when you're taking a shower. And there is no way the shower head leaking is going to do that kind of damage around the entire place, especially well, in an environment as dry as Las Vegas. Well, the shower could have been leaking. You know how you have those little washers that are inside the cartridge? So when they start to go bad inside your, like, say you have a, I don't know, a, a growy or something. Yeah. That little, that washer can go, you know, just, you have to pull the cartridge out and replace it. So that will cause a constant drip, but it's going to go into the shower. And even if that water was hitting the shower and spraying up in the walls, which I've seen it do, it's not going to end up in the living room and like all over the exactly. dining room kitchen. I mean, this was, a, somebody was not taking care of something and the building. If was I was trying to item. recreate that, I don't know if I could recreate that. If I turned that apartment up to like 75 or 80 degrees on the inside made sure that there was no AC going, make sure there was no ventilation. And I walked around with a garden sprayer and sprayed the walls down a couple times a day in <laughs> three weeks of I could get it anywhere close to that. You need a fire hose. It looks like you need right? <laughs> fire. Shh. Oh, it was so bad. And of course, but the apartment complex came back. And again, I'm going to paraphrase here. So if I don't get this exactly right, I'm paraphrasing from the news story. But they were like, well, we tried to get access in and the homeowner wouldn't let us into the apartment without them being there. And then they, they couldn't do it twice because they weren't there. And then they left for three weeks. No. I mean, my curious thing is, is if that's on the bottom floor or the top floor of an apartment, what do the units next to it look like? Because I guarantee you that, you know, you know how apartment complexes are. There is, you could have somebody two doors down in the, in the unit down below you smoking pot and you're getting high up in your place because the air mm -hmm. is just rampant through those buildings. There is no yeah. way the units around that do not have a mold problem as well. The other thing I noticed in those photographs that they put on in the article, they had the blinds completely drawn with these thick, like a thick shit, you know, a, like a they cloth materials. They yeah, were blankets, like blankets that were like nailed to the wall. I mean, this was. It was not, it was not high end. And I think that didn't even allow any sunlight to come in. So whatever moisture was in there, it just created this like soupy mess. But I don't know. I don't think I even could have done that with a, I don't even, I don't even think I could have done that with wet blankets hanging over that. I mean, it was <laughs> so bad. It was so bad. And we bad. do take this seriously. That's why we're talking about it. You do not want to be living in moldy conditions. So no. when you start to see mold, if it's larger than 10 square feet, you need to get a professional and get on it right away and don't have leaking showers and appliances and 
all that stuff and just let it go. Not a good plan. Yeah. I mean, this unit here, I mean, think about what this apartment complex company is going to have to do. They're going to have to, here's where the problem is. If they move her out of that unit, think it's going to be worse. That is going to be harder to clean up than if there was a fire in there. Because all of her stuff is going to have to get hauled out. It's going to have to get wiped down and cleaned and scrubbed before it goes into a new apartment. Because if it's everything even salvageable. that family owns, if it's salvageable, no, yeah. It's not. I can tell you right now, because they've got, with that amount of mold, they have mycotoxins, which are these little neurotoxins that get into all your stuff when you have toxic mold like that. Mm-hmm. So that stuff's all trashed. It'll never be able to be cleaned. And, and even if you do, you're still not going to feel well. So it's, it's pretty much all got to go. Yeah. I mean, Bad. and that place is going to have to get stripped down to the studs, including oh. probably the apartments around it. I mean, you mess. don't go in there with mold killer and, uh, no. and, and you don't, you don't go hit it with the concrobium and the, uh, no. and the, uh, you know, the, the Decon kills 30. for mold and, and go Decon. repaint it and call it a day. <laughs> That's not a job for decon 30. No. Or a shockwave. No. Shockwave's another, uh, antimicrobial agent we used to use back in the day. We don't use it too much anymore, but decon yeah. 30 and concrobium. Oh, and by the way, this is where it drives me nuts. And you probably see this. I need to get you. This would be your funny thing. You should jump on. I should get you onto like four or five of these home improvement groups on Facebook. Oh, no. Oh, uh, <laughs> the people in there with their belief of, oh, mold's fine. Just hit it with some bleach and you'll be good. And it's that just drives me nuts. One of the guys that was on there recently. And I was like, are you kidding me? He was a design build construction company owner and there's this nasty mold deal and he's like oh yeah just hit it with some bleach and some uh uh you know kills for mold and it'll be fine (laughs) and i'm like uh first thing you need to do is address why you have the high humidity or the water in there before you go painting i mean all your occupants will have sick building uh, syndrome (laughs) it was incredible i'm like really i'm sorry the stupidity i see it's just, it's just, you know, I don't know. It's old school, I guess. People just thought, you know, oh, it's mold, but molds are good outside. They are there to destroy things. I mean, they have purpose, right? We love them because oh, yeah. they break down leaves and wood and stumps. And they are, I mean, think about how strong they are that they have to do all that stuff. You just don't want them in your house. Yeah. You just don't want them breaking down your stuff, man. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, we got a, uh, we got a, speaking of mold, we've got a fun show coming up on Saturday, don't we? Oh yeah. What a good, what a good segue. That just, <laughs> I was like, a, we didn't even try that. Just uh, things we, just happen for us. We're magical The people. ultimate tease right here. <laughs> Our one will be talking garages and everything in and outside of that garage and, and keeping that dialed in. But hour number two, we got your buddy coming on. Jeff Nowitzki. All-American Restoration, they are going to teach you that you could actually potentially do a remediation project yourself. They're training people to do DIYs. Really? And, yeah, that's, they just, uh, you know, I just saw on Instagram, he's like, check out my Instagram. They're doing their first seminar. They're actually, they built a huge facility and now they're actually training people how to do all kinds of, as we were talking about, mycotoxin remediation. So that's that little particle that comes off mold that gets into everything. So once the mold's gone, that's not always the answer to your problem. So there's twofold there. 
Yeah, that's going to be a great show all coming up on Saturday. Well, you know what time it is, Caroline? We are running over time. I'm Eric G. And I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around the House. House. It's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand-molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.